You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 39 about Killer Mike. This is Will, the doctor here. I just wanted to pop in real quick before we start the episode and let you know, uh, life has gotten crazy for us. We're both pretty busy, uh, which is why we didn't have an episode last week. Sorry about that. Um, This is the next to last episode before our season finale, so make sure to check out the episode after this when it drops because it's going to be pretty long and pretty funny and pretty silly. So uh, come and check that out. One thing I wanted to let you know about this episode is it's not edited. It's completely unedited. So we might put our foot in our mouth. We might say ums and ahs more than we usually do. We might try to think of a word when we can't think of it, all this kind of stuff, because like I said, we both got super busy. So I hope you enjoy it anyway, though. Check out our Killer Mike episode. Bye. So here's the thing I'm going to say just right up front. I don't know if we're going or not, but I'm going to say this right up front. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any notes. This I have very few. Okay. I have Uh-oh. I have some thoughts, but I Uh-oh. don't have a ton of notes. Because <laughs> let me tell you, life is stressful this week, and I don't care for it at all. So Yeah, because you're a... What are you... What? You're out in, are you out in the world? Uh, Expendable, su- sucker, sucker punching, uh, 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 crony, crony bubbles. Yeah, out of the basically, air. basically. Um, I work for a number of universities. I won't specify the number or the universities, but I work for a number it's like of eight. universities. It's yeah, like eight it's universities, like eight different universities. They've decided, in their infinite wisdom, they are educational elites, so it makes sense. They've decided that it's time for people to go back and spend time in classrooms together um, yeah. because they canceled and we went fully online in the spring. And I'm, I'm not picking on any one university. I'm just talking about the university systems. We went fully yeah. online in the spring because there was a number of coronavirus cases, you know. Mm-hmm. And now that that number has exponentially grown... They have decided it would be a good idea to go back into yeah. classroom settings. So yeah, yeah. So I've been doing. Man, I've been doing that. <clears throat> it's wacky out there. Yeah, it's great. I have. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, people are gonna die. Yeah. Oh, so you it's, know? so it's fine. <laughs> it's much better to approach it like yeah. a robot without any type of yes. uh, moral compass. I think so. Um, that way, that way, sir. Uh, that way, some people's keep making. Uh, yeah plenty of money well that's the thing is you know it is going to be a bummer if me or any of my loved ones pass away um and are swept under the but that won't affect the rich people but that's but here's the yes yeah here's the thing they still i don't think you get it they you're not getting it (laughs) they still did get to sell (laughs) parking passes and meal plans they still did get to do that and uh and housing contracts for for students so so that's really the upside lord that is really the upside um, to our, our beautiful land of the free that we're currently living in. Um, yep. But, yeah, so I, I, have, I have had a... I've broken a record for myself this week in teaching my in-person, quote-unquote, teaching my in-person classes. I've had two so far. I had one Monday morning and I had one today. As we're recording this, it's a Wednesday. And um, Mondays, um, 
lasted six minutes. I got I got in and out six minutes. Hell yeah. And then today's I had one person show up and I was out of there in four minutes. So um, <laughs> so that's the goal. That's gonna that's be the so trend. Um, yeah, like yeah. <clears throat> they're they're good they want you to put your life at risk. Yeah. So you just force all your students to like go online. Yeah, of course. Essentially. Yeah, it's an online class. And then so that you will pay to live in a dorm room, uh, I show up for four minutes a couple times a week. And that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. I've sent like, I've sent like six or seven, and they're just getting more blatant um, and explicit. It started out as like, you know, if you have to miss class, absolutely no worries. Like, it's going to be fine if you miss or if you even don't feel well at all. Just don't. That, that yeah. was like a month ago. I was sending those out before we even opened up. And then as things have gotten closer at this point, I'm just like, please do not show up if you have seen another person within the last several weeks. Like, yeah, it's just, you know, so, so that's fun. So that's why I don't have yeah. a lot of notes on Killer Mike, but man, it's, you know, uh, we'll make it work. I, I got the, I got the, the new Red Zone, um, sounds like a video game. Yeah. Or, the or new, Mountain Dew. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're thinking of something else. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah can, can i just uh, well, well i'll i'll say this real quick to to prime what i'm about to say uh-huh. my brand my personal brand of comedy is <laughs> it's getting to a point uh-huh okay you know yeah it's is it getting to a point where like only those of us who know you very well will would recognize it as comedy yeah okay yeah yeah <laughs> um but anyway so the the new red zones in kentucky like the new uh the new uh list of like counties that are not oh, doing yeah. well and yeah with the this pandemic. doesn't look good uh-huh. um was released yesterday i think okay and uh my parents and i think your mom still lives in wayne county yeah. right mm-hmm. um live in wayne county yeah and it and it was one of the few on the list of red zone really counties hmm. and my mom works in healthcare, so i i had to call her and and you know she she's like She's like, you know, I I don't see a ton of really sick people, but mm-hmm. I'm in like a hazmat suit. Like, yeah, good. Like we're not we're not taking any risks. That's good. Here. Yeah. But at first, I'm like, why Wayne County? And then I thought about it. Wayne County's a tourist destination. Oh, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, we have you know for those of us for those of you who don't know, we have a beautiful lake down there. Please don't go. Our families live there. Don't go. Don't want to get yeah. sick. So stay the hell home. But you know. What what was like eight cases jumped up to like seventy cases Jeez. and like really fast and then now it's getting more yeah so it's like well it makes sense because like people are are tired and they're thinking oh well I'll go to Lake Cumberland yeah. even if you're thinking you're socially distant uh-huh. I'm gonna go to Lake Cumberland yeah. from you know my kind of more populated area yeah. or whatever yeah and but I'm also gonna gonna buy beer there I'm gonna get food yep. I'm gonna yep. touch this person and that person and like <laughs> those people down there aren't wearing masks a lot of them aren't yep um, not pointing fingers but uh-huh. um, I'm pointing fingers yeah we're we're so, come on mask. minor inconvenience yeah I, even, I've even figured out how to not get my glasses to to yeah to fog absolutely it's fine yeah you're fine when I'm going you're fine when I went the two times I had to go into a classroom this week um the first one there was probably 15 people in there i was wearing two homemade cloth masks over one another and then they ha- i had three paper towels folded between that and then i had a bandana around that to hold it all together basically 
You're a wild so man. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't care if I can breathe right now as long as I keep yeah. breathing long term. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, that makes sense. I did not know that was a that was a hot spot. So what a, what, a hot spot. What a bummer. It turns out. So yeah, maybe call your mom and just tell her to be yeah. a little extra what? extra extra careful. Yeah, I will. I spoke to her the other day, but I need to. Uh, I'll call her again. Let her know. Let her know. Yeah. Tell her take it easy. Take it easy on there going out and you know huffing and puffing on people or whatever whatever it is they do down there okay. in Wayne County. So <clears throat> let, let's let's get into my personal brand of comedy. Oh yeah, your personal brand. That's right. Because I have a, I have a retraction to make. Okay. From one of our episodes. <laughs> and okay. It's it's a personal thing. Yeah. That I changed myself to not look so odd. Okay. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about yet. Yeah. Of course, you'll never guess what I'm talking about <laughs> ever until I tell you. Okay. The Taylor Swift episode, uh-huh. and I was telling you about um how I changed some of the lyrics to songs for my dogs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I chose. You know, I sing Taylor Swift's 22 yeah. to Dolly because she's two. Yes. And it goes like this. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Yeah. Everything will... Ba, da, da, da. Mm. And I sang it in a way that was on beat uh-huh. because I feel like you, I, I should. Yeah. But I tickle myself constantly when there are fewer words. I like to... To make myself laugh, yeah. not out loud. No. I don't laugh out loud about in it. In your head. In my mm-hmm. head, I just tickle myself by removing just bars of the song when words aren't present. Okay. So what I actually sing to Dolly is, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling too everything. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? Yes. Uh-huh. And I think that's very funny. <laughs> because there are beats gone. Uh-huh. Odd bar numbers, right? And you just, you just, it's like, it's like you're going down the the road, yeah. and then you just stab it, and then you, and then, or you, you're like, just deleting parts of it as you go. Yeah, yeah. I could that that for I some love, reason that makes I love perfect this. sense to me. That fits I love perfectly. It. I love it so much because it it's actually painful to do, <laughs> a little bit, and I think it probably stemmed from. Uh, I won't get into that. Sure. I'll talk to you about that later. Oh, only but. you would feel like, number one, that's painful. And number two, it's super funny. It's super funny. <laughs> because essentially all you've done is just made a new song that goes a different way. And you're just singing yeah. that. But see, but, on the episode I said, uh-huh. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling too. Yeah. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, you, you kept that, it that, the same. Yeah. yeah. You, just, you just dropped the word. Just, you're, just, you're just dropping 20. Yeah. But I'm feeling too. Um, okay, but the main one uh-huh. when I when I first started doing this, this must have been a couple of years ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I do this in my head. I do it out loud to Tiff, but I don't think she ever catches it. And I just I just love it and I hate it so much. And it's Jolene Dolly Parton's Jolene. Yeah. Da 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 da. See what I'm doing there? You see how much we lost? But it's just as if I need to get to the end fast. Okay. I need to get there. Yeah. It's a bite. I'm hitting all the right notes, but all those notes are now compressed to like a single note. You're a busy guy. You ain't got time for you ain't got time for all that. 
Just get at oh, it God, already. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's what it is. Very busy. <laughs> God. And that's what I had to get off my chest. I don't think I yeah. didn't feel like I was honest. Um, okay, you, you, you to our listeners. Yeah, you churched it up a little bit and made it seem yeah. like what you do is just sing the real song when you do yeah. this very bizarre, abstract yeah. sort of move in your own head mm-hmm. to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. Make sure that was what was going on here. Uh, you want to talk, talk about Killer Mike? Yeah, I want to say welcome, everybody, to the Comic Creators Podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm the doctor. That's Joe. He's the maestro. Real quick, before we get into Killer Mike, send us your ideas. Um, we got a couple other ideas uh, sent to us for episodes. We're coming up on the end of season one. This is the next to last episode before the end. The next episode after this one will be the series fina- or series season, whatever. Season finale. Series, series if you're series. in Britain. Yeah. If you're in, in Boris Johnson's Britain, then it's going to be the series finale. But here it's the season finale. So that's the next one. So it's going to be an extravaganza. It's going to be wild, maybe. Um, yeah. Anyway, send us ideas for episodes because we're looking forward to for season It's going to be two. wacky. Yeah, that's all. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about Killer Mike. You, I'm, I'm excited about this episode. You want to know why? Tell me why. I really like Killer Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Do you do that with Killer Mike songs? Are you like because he's like some of his some of his like uh, some of his raps? If you want, I was trying to figure out the correct plural word to use there. I was gonna say rhymes, yeah, but that's not what I mean. Rhymes. I guess his yeah, yeah he, he doesn't always rhyme. That's true. His verses. I can't assume that he. Yeah. His, uh, okay, so one, one reason I'm excited about this is because I'm gonna be very very bad about talking about rap and hip hop. I'm just gonna be bad. Sure. At it. But uh, uh, me too. Yeah. But I I um. Yeah, do you do that with Killer Mike? Do because he some of his raps, let's say, um, he's got like syncopation in there. He's got drop beats. Yeah. He's got stuff like that. Do you just plow through? You just one word no. after another. No, no. <laughs> Here's the thing about Killer Mike and Run the Jewels, yeah. specifically, yeah, is that they're the cadence of of what they're saying uh-huh. is like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It feels sacred. Ah, uh, yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna intentionally mess that up. I see because yeah. there is something when you he- when you heard your first Run the Jewels song mm. when the beat dropped. Yeah, there's just something inherently like yeah. what it feels like to be a human. Yes, <laughs> about yeah, yeah. Killer Mike. I mean that sounds in in uh, LP L- LP. Yeah, with Run, and, Run the Jewels, and that sounds. Like wild hyperbole, but I think that you're right. Like, I don't, yeah, <laughs> it is. So I was, uh, uh, I don't know where you heard Run the Jewels or heard of Killer Mike first. I definitely, like I said, I'm not going to be even good at talking about rap and hip hop. So the first yeah. place I heard Killer Mike was on, was there was a Run the Jewels song on the trailer for Black Panther. Uh, it was, oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, Step Into the Spotlight. What's that song called? Um, Legend Has It. Is what that's yeah. called. Yeah, and that was off of I believe three. Was that Run the Jewels three? Yep. RTJ three. Yeah, RTJ three. Which that was also my introduction to yeah. Run the Jewels. Yeah, yeah. And it was the third. one. It was a great record. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So there's that. Um, Mike Killer Mike. For those who don't know, uh, is his his given name is Michael Render. Uh, he was born in 1975. He's from Atlanta and still lives in Atlanta and is very sort of mm-hmm. into. Um, Atlanta as a community and investing in it and stuff, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but he's also one half of Run the Jewels with LP. And um, 
it's just those two. And one one of the coolest things I saw from Run the Jewels was they did a uh, they were they were one of the only rap groups to do Austin City Limits. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was a very strange setup, but they're good enough that they like obviously pulled it off. Uh, yeah, and it was uh, so I recommend it. It was it was very good. Did you see their Tiny Desk concert? I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't rewatch it for this, but I saw it when yeah. it came out. Uh, no, it's great. So good. Um, and that's a testament to you know, and I'm sure there are lots of groups like this, and I just don't know them because it's not really my like wheelhouse. But they are a band. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. could just be them and their voices, and it will feel like you're seeing a full yeah. sort of musical performance with, you know, instruments yeah. or something, even if they don't have them. Um, yeah, that I mean, I, 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 I think Run the Jewels uh, harkens back in some ways to um, what I think of, like, the 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 beginning of real kind of hip-hop, mm-hmm. you know, like in the, the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe late 80s, early 90s. Sure. Um, but that kind of feel and style they're just something just so like it's not overthought it's just mm. i don't know it's 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 it feels like their beats feel like uh uh yeah my heart probably beats to all of these there's just yeah. something about it yeah. that just feels so natural yeah and uh um well and i know lp is a producer um yeah he's a rapper and a producer i don't know if killer mike's a producer or not i didn't come across that he may be um, yeah, but I, I, yeah. so yeah, I I do think that LP is um, the guy that's always throwing stuff against the wall, yeah. making beats, and yeah. he uh, he's got a really analog, old school kind of mm. approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually watched him make beats on YouTube before. Oh, cool! Um, and he uh, he went to a record store and picked three records at random. Mm. And he samples records the old school way by putting it on a turntable, feeding it into Pro Tools, nice. then putting it on his sampler keyboards yeah. and then playing it all in that way. And you can hear this kind of stuff all over um, their records. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell when it's a sample of another song yeah. or w- whatever. Um, but the creativity behind like resampling things and making it into something new yeah. is something completely different than like sitting at a piano and composing a melody. Yeah. It's like you're taking an element that exists yeah. and hearing it a new way mm. and building something completely different out of that thing. Yeah. And that's something that like I've 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 done and and played with and tried to do yeah. and it's it really does use a different part of your brain. Yeah. You're not like sitting down to write a melody in a beat. It's like you're it's like you have you have like a a, a two rail, you know, a, a you've got the tracks laid down yeah. but like yeah. you need to fill it, it out it almost seems like it would be like one of those th- the same type of thinking as you know those riddles where they're like you have a match and you have a you know whatever yeah. and you have all these things and the way to solve the puzzle is to use the tools in a way that you're not traditionally thought to s- be supposed to use them you know what i mean like yeah. you have to use the hammer as a you know whatever it seems like that because it's like you're listening to these pieces of music that are doing a certain thing and are used in a certain functional way and you have to sort of be able to unhear that and be able yeah. to hear something else that you could do with that little yep. piece, you know? No, um, absolutely. Which and is, I've always, yeah. I've always loved really interesting remixes of songs yeah. for that reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause a lot of times like there's a, 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 it's like another YouTube, like four producers, one sample uh-huh. where they take a song and they, that you get to utilize it however you want. Just kind of seeing what they come up with yeah. is really, 
really interesting and, and super uh, creative and stretches a different, definitely a different kind of muscle yeah. Um, yeah. than composition or what, what, whatever. But um, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So, well, let's talk about, let's talk about Killer Mike and what he brings to the table. Um, he is, and I think Run the Jewels in general, uh, my, at least my takeaway, one, one of the reasons I like them as somebody who's not a sort of huge hip hop fan in general is their strengths, at least to, to my ear, my naive ear, it doesn't sound like what their strength is, is their sort of technical prowess in terms of their rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like... It seems like, for the most part, most of these are things that people can kind of approximate singing along with. You know what I mean? As opposed to, like, yeah. if I think of, like... And, and there, are, there are spots where this is not the case. Yeah. But, like, um, uh, yeah. The, I mean, the, the way they... Uh, a lot of times, the way they'll, like, construct a, a, yeah. a, a verse, like, it works so well without even a backing track because mm. it feels so percussive yes very true um, a lot of like triplets and yeah um yeah yeah um but but i think like a lot a lot of the um and uh, you know i could be forgetting things but a lot of it sounds like if it, it's not like it's insanely hard to keep up with it if you know the yeah, words and you're sure. trying to sing along you know as opposed to like sure. i think of like probably Busta rhymes who's like you know it's an old reference, but like he was, I remember listening to some of his stuff where it's just like, there's no chance. Like the reason you're listening yeah. to it is it's like watching somebody do a really fast guitar solo where, right. you know, it's not, it's not about being able to approximate it. You're just standing in awe that anyone can pull that off. Um, yeah. It's a different, different type of part of that craft. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so I think to me as somebody who doesn't listen to a lot of hip hop, when I listen to run the jewels, it's like that allows me kind of a way in as a sort of, you know, non initiate yeah. or something. Um, sure. And then not only that, but obviously uh, I'm a lyrics guy and yeah. their lyrics, particularly Mike's, are just, you know, ah, they're just, uh, they're yeah. just fire. Like, so. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's the other thing that Killer Mike is really known for. We're not only talking about him as a rapper, but also he's a, he's an activist and who, who he's very sort of politically engaged and very outspoken on issues and stuff like that. He's even got a TV show. Um which we can chat about a little bit, yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't know. How do you want to? How do you want to go through it? Do you want to talk about his early days, or do you want to jump into his ideas? What What seems best? Um, I don't know. I I think my the first time I ever heard Killer Mike, yeah. um, was probably unknowingly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. He he uh he has a verse on a, an Outcast song mm -hmm. from like when we were like in probably high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Or short thereafter, the song uh, I think it's called "The Whole World." Yeah, mm -hmm. because the whole yeah. world. Yeah. Man, they were which, good or are good. Oh, I don't yeah. know if they're still yeah. doing stuff, but man, um, I don't yeah. know. I don't know that Outcast is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but both of them were very good. Um, but uh, so that song specifically, I was always super intrigued by. Mm -hmm. um, First of all, great melodies, great feel. Um, but Andre sang out of key yes. on some of the verses. Yep. He's flat. Yep. But I feel like if he wasn't, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't. Right. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't as well. feel right. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like he's just dragging it, like almost like jazz, yes. just out of tune. Yep. Um, it almost sounds like it's like. He's flat, but it's to the extent of where it almost just sounds like that's the timbre of his voice. 
coming through. Yeah. It's kind of like it's, it reminds me of some sort of like bluegrass harmonies where it's like you're sure. definitely flat, but if you weren't flat, it wouldn't sound like bluegrass. Um, yeah, but but yeah. then when the chorus comes in, it's like it's like dead on, mm. you know, because all these people are now singing together. Right, but when it's right, just right. him, it's like it doesn't have to be. No. It's like it's just part of the flavor. Yeah. For sure, um, um, yeah. So, so Killer Mike does that, and they're from. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're from Atlanta as well, right? Or at least Big Boy I th- is. Um, I think so. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I believe they are, but um, I could be. Yeah. I could be incorrect, I, but I, I think I think he was on a, another Outcast song earlier on as well. But the whole okay. world, I want to say, got a Grammy nomination, yeah. if not an award. Yep, yeah. Um, I think it won a Grammy yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he does that, and. That's huge for him. I mean, um, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. He did he did a project called Rap Music, right? Um, it's like R A P. It's like an acronym. I don't know what it stands for. I'm actually not sure. But um, he did that um, in 2012, and it was produced by LP. Um, and then it's after that record that he makes is when they form Run the Jewels yeah. in 2013. Yeah. Um, and I want to say the name Run the Jewels came from like a reference to Tarantino, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, um, I'm not sure. I want to say yeah. it's like a Reservoir Dogs esque, if not specifically Reservoir Dogs. But I want to say that I've heard yeah. one of them talk about it as if it's like, <clears throat> you know, Run the Jewels. It's like a sort of gangster, you know, reference, sort of a Tarantino y whatever reference where yeah. you're, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so nonetheless, uh, they do that. And. Um, see well let's just talk about some of let's talk about some of his ideas yeah. i mean we don't have to go we don't have to go chronologically let, 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 let's jump into um trigger warning yeah let's talk about trigger warning a little um, bit I, I think because like what's interesting about our world right now mm-hmm. and a lot of like white privileged people yeah. are becoming so kind of hyper aware of reality yeah um and how things are for people who aren't us yeah Mm-hmm. how how kind of the world works for people who aren't us yeah. and it uh embarrassing embarrassingly feels like uh you're um like you're discovering this thing sure um you know which yeah. is uh awful feels like you're you're, um, you're sheltered up to this point and then you sort of sure. realize how the world actually is for yeah many, many and, th- and then you yeah. you know you know, a lot of people now, especially in 2020, mm-hmm. are 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 really, I think, edu- educating themselves and being educated. Yeah. Um, and then you watch something like Trigger Warning, yeah. and Trigger Warning came out a year or more ago. Yeah, it was 2019 at some point. Yeah. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah, January of 2019. Every every episode, everything he's talking about in these episodes is yeah. so relevant to the. Ch- the change that people are craving right now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but also, like the the thing about Killer Mike is like this show is like it's kind of it's kind of a reality show. Uh-huh. Um, some of it feels written and scripted in a way to <laughs> teach you something, right? Yeah. Um, but it's 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 very funny. Like watching this show, I laughed out loud mm-hmm. several times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, because Killer Mike has found a way to uh, laugh at tragedy, yeah. right? Because that's how you survive, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah. But um, 
what are your thoughts on 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 this show? Because yeah, e- each episode is is <laughs> it's, hilarious, it's so good, and yeah, and also like several times I found myself thinking, oh god, that's a that's a racist thought. I've like the uh, white gang privilege, yeah, like yeah, thinking yeah. about the Crips and the Bloods, sure. and like yeah. going on school trips, and like your teacher saying, well, you can't wear a red or a blue bandana, or you will get killed. Yeah. in 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 Washington D.C. Yeah. And yeah. but you know what, you can go buy a white gang uh, Hell's Angels shirt. You'll be fine. Yeah, you, because, yeah that's fine. Uh-huh. Because they do good things for the community. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, this this show is so uh, interesting. First of all, I have to I have to do a small shout out about its director. Um, he's in a couple of the episodes. He makes a little cameo when he's talking to Mike about some stuff. But his name is Vikram Gandhi, and he did um, he did this really nice documentary called Coop. Uh, uh, Kumare or something like that. Um, I'm actually blanking on the name of it. it was a, I think it was a Netflix thing. But essentially, what he did, the director of Trigger Warning, uh, he's his he's American. His he's from an Indian family, and his parents and grandparents, his grandparents particularly, speak with a thick Indian accent when they speak English. And so he adopts that accent. The guy has an MA in religious studies, so I already like him. And he starts essentially a self help movement where he's the guru. He grows he grows his beard yeah. out, he grows his hair out, he 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 sort of fakes or affects an Indian accent, which he actually doesn't have when he speaks. Um, mm-hmm. and he gets a staff and he starts a movement and then he gets people to believe in him by teaching them like literally the words he is saying are you don't need a teacher, I'm not your teacher. And they yeah. s- continue to act like he is. And then at the end of the film he reveals himself to be just a, you know, Americanized dude. And yeah. so this is the guy who directed trigger warning and it makes perfect sense for me because it really walks this line between like mike is talking about really serious stuff and he's digging in and he's showing his perspective like he is it's a political statement the show itself right Um, but at the same time it's firmly like tongue-in-cheek it's back and forth it's not he's not afraid to make jokes that might even undermine the points that he's making and stuff like that right uh like the first one where uh the first episode called living black where he decides to he's only going to spend money at black owned businesses so yeah and not only black owned businesses but black owned businesses who source their (laughs) stuff from black people yeah of course so so yeah it's eye-opening because like he yeah. can't he can't drive a car mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because there are no yeah. black-owned car companies. Yep. Um, he he can't eat hardly anywhere yeah. because this restaurant's owned by a black man, but, but. they they source from a white-owned farm. Yes. Um, yeah. He can't find a grocery store. That's one thing. Yeah. He eventually gets yeah. get, he, he finds one. He eventually right? gets some canned beans or peas or something, but he can't open them because they don't have a can opener. Yeah. Um, but then, he, but then he can't. He he has to sleep on a park yeah. bench because hotels. There are no black-owned hotels. Yeah, exactly. And so um, he's doing all crazy. This, he's doing all this to make a broader point, but it's filled with like right. him joking. You know, yeah. like there's one scene where, like, man, I'm like he's you know he's he's a big guy yeah. and he's talking about how hungry he is. Yeah. And then his an LP who is a white man, yeah. his his uh, <laughs> partner comes in and he's just eating lobster just eating and it. like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just like, bet you're hungry. And there's a scene where he and LP are doing a, a an interview, and Mike won't talk to the guy because the guy's a white guy interviewing him. And so yeah, he keeps whispering to him. He's whispering he whispers to LP. To LP and he says, to, he says, uh, Mike so says, thank you with all the love and respect of any person who is not allowed to speak to white people right now. 
<laughs> and so it's like that doesn't that in and of itself is just funny. It's just a joke. It's just There's funny. No, it's just a joke. You know. But he's also yeah. uh, he's <laughs> he's also softening things for white people yeah. to consume this in a way where they don't feel super defensive. Yes. And so that brings me to that or that that brings up one thing we've been talking for 30 minutes. I'll go ahead and get here. Um Killer Mike is a complicated political thinker. Um, yeah. And I don't say that to like, aren't you surprised or whatever, but like he's a Bernie Sanders supporter. And so just in saying that, right, he's a rapper who's a Bernie Sanders supporter. You might start filling in all kinds of blanks in his yeah. political ideology and what he thinks about the world and how he sees things and all this kind of stuff. But they, those would probably be wrong, right? He yeah. He is... So for just one point of contact, he really fully supports um, Second Amendment rights, right? He's not a big proponent of gun control. Um, And he has tons of guns. He talks about it a lot. He thinks that it's important for the citizenry to be armed. um, And he really focuses heavily on how it's important for black citizens to be armed uh, and, and stuff like that. So that's just one point of contact where... If you were hearing about this sort of progressive um, rapper who you know supported Bernie or whatever, um, yeah. you might not think that. So, right, uh, interesting stuff. But he's he's very and also another thing, he's very into in a certain type of way capitalism. He's a capitalist yeah. in a very real way. He owns a bunch of barber shops. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns probably a bunch of properties, I believe. Um, but he like leases out spaces for barbershops. Yeah. He has his own barbershop line, all this kind of stuff. Uh, so he owns businesses and he reinvests a lot of the money that he makes from his yeah. musical career. Um, well, you yeah. know, like our, our, our system is set up to where you have check this box, this box or this box exactly. and then fall in line with all of those, yeah, all of those, uh, you know, points. But yeah. like, People are complicated, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like it's it's okay to be kind of uh, a, a, a mis mix match mishmash, mm-hmm. whatever a collage of ideas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, that's that's just human. And yeah. the problem is, is the way such hard division comes from. What that comes from is saying you have to be all in this way or all in that way and there's nothing like you know what i'm saying like nothing um, in between or no way to complicate it or if you're going to take this basket of political ideas you have to take them all together you can't you know disagree with a candidate on two points and agree on 98 or whatever yeah um and that's that's just not realistic no it's not realistic and and one of the things and that's one of the so the thing that brought this up was you saying that like those moments of comedy and trigger warning function and i have to imagine intentionally because he's such yeah. a smart guy he knows what he's doing function oh, to 100%. function to soften stuff for you know probably predominantly white audiences um yeah uh not that that's the predominant audience but that those are the people yeah. who it's getting softened for um yeah and uh they they it functions to do that and i think he is very good at sort of speaking across I don't know. He he's w- one of the words I kept coming back to is um, I don't know. There's a better word for this, but like contradiction, I kept coming back yeah. to as I was thinking about Killer Mike's ideas and thoughts and all that. Yeah. And I don't mean contra- like not like he's contradicting himself, but like he has 
I don't know. He he's he's complicated. He's complex. Yeah. Like it's sort of both and. He's a he's a crosses boundaries in a very interesting yeah. way with his ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah, one 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 thing specific uh, one specific moment in that show that kind of stuck out to me yeah. is when he's he's sitting at a table with a bunch of children yeah. uh, at a school mm-hmm. and he's basically kind of like you know, asking them what they want to be when they grow up yeah. and he's just a hard stance mm-hmm. Don't dream. Forget about your dreams. That's dumb. Yep. Uh, we need more plumbers. Uh-huh. We need more, you know, straight trades. So you want to be a doctor? Don't. That's stupid. Yep. You need to plumb. Yep. You know, you, th- that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, like he doesn't a hundred percent feel that right. way. It's it's played for laughs. Yes. It's played, but but he's he's making the point of we can't. You know, like mm-hmm. the world doesn't function without all the people who. Do all of the intricate little things that we need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're, you know, we're teaching kids that they're. He, he's talking to a little, uh, a little boy. Uh, there's a, a black boy and a white boy. Yeah. And the black boy said he wants to be uh, the president. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be the president. The little white boy says, well, I want to be a scientist and I want to be an yeah. uh, astronaut. I, I want to invent this thing that. And then he just starts going, you know. To these crazy little places, and it, it, just thinking like, oh yeah, like white people get to think that way. <laughs> right. they get to think right, right. in a way that's like, you know, not that you know becoming president is 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 that um, is not a crazy thought, sure, yeah, right? It's crazy for anybody, but yeah, but mm-hmm. his his biggest dream is like a practical, like I'm going to be this person who can make change and then uh-huh. this other kid's like well i'm going to be a scientist uh-huh. but because i want to uh-huh. do this thing and create this and give my parents superpowers right. and then i'm going to and it's like the, the these two two kids huh. and then and then the the black boy starts to say something then the white boy interrupts him mm-hmm. and then and mike's he's like ho 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 hold on hold on he's like do you see what you just did there that's white privilege he's like he, and, and, and he's great. like and then he goes on to say and then eventually he goes he's like He's like, do you do you do you get why that's that's bad? Uh-huh. And the kid's like, yeah. And he and then he gives him a, a fist bump. And he says, that's an ally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's like, yeah. You know, it's it's funny, it's silly, but he's teaching yeah. like he's he's teaching mm-hmm. us idiots who don't understand mm-hmm. any much outside of yeah. our privilege. Sure. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and he is kind of the perfect person to do that because not only it's it's almost like with killer mike when i think about him and this is one of the reasons i wanted to do a killer mike episode as opposed to like a run the jewels episode because when i think of killer mike i sort of personally think about him as an activist and a political you know voice first yeah. Um, and I'm, I know that's not true for everyone. It may not even be true for most people who think about Killer Mike. But it's kind of one of those things where, for me and thinking about him, like the fact that he's an incredibly talented and successful musician is just yeah. one more thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but he easily could have... I mean, you could take, you could take him and put him... Like, he could just be known for trigger warning, and it would make sense to me. Uh, it's it's yeah. not like they were they were sort of gracious and like oh they gave this you know hip hop artist sh- his own show. Uh, it's like yeah. he fully carries it and totally could he could yeah, be well, W. Come out Bell or something. You know at, at the the at the peak of the George uh, Floyd protests mm-hmm. uh, in Atlanta when right. Atlanta was on fire. Right. 
they called up Killer Mike to come speak. Yeah. Like he he you know he had a viral speech. Yeah. Um, you know that that yeah. Uh, you know I watched and it's like. It'll bring you to tears. Absolutely, like this this guy is like you know a, a powerful figure. He he's yeah. yeah. Do you actually do you want to? Because um, we're about we're about forty minutes in. Do you want to take a quick break and then come back and talk about that speech? Because I just watched it before we started this. Oh okay. Does yeah, that work sure. for you? Yeah. Dope. All right. Word. Uh oh. Wait, everybody, listen to this. Check this out. Check. Hey, <laughs> give us a listen to it. Hi, my name is Stephen Long, and I host a show here on Rock Candy called Sacred Tension. It's about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. If you find yourself uncomfortable in your faith, or if you find yourself caught between modern science and ancient religion, or if you're curious about the journeys of others who are sorting out faith and doubt, Sacred Tension is a place where nothing is off limits. You will find conversations with pastors, cult experts, spiritual leaders, and skeptics, all discussing the ways we navigate the faiths we were given find sacred tension right here on rock candy and wherever you listen to podcasts Beow. Beow. <laughs> is that jump sound that was great i didn't know yeah. how we were going to do it and i was like breathing in because i was something was going to come out of my mouth yeah and then you made that noise so that's how we're doing it welcome back everybody yeah um <clears throat> so yeah i watched this uh and i didn't i didn't note the date i should have but this was at the time of recording this probably this was probably yeah. May or something? May? Yeah. Yeah, would, probably in May. That would be my guess. But it was uh, my understanding of it, and correct me if this is not right, but that uh, was it T.I. that was initially asked to come and speak or something like that? Oh, I, I don't know the details. Um, I, I want to say it was something like that, and he had to convince Mike to come and speak because Mike didn't really want to. Um, yeah. I might be getting that wrong if, if somebody out there knows that that's not what yeah, was Yeah, well, up. I mean, he says in the speech, he's like, I don't want to be yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to have to be, you know, doing doing this. Yeah. And but that's the thing is, like, the dude feels such a responsibility yeah. because of, you know. Yeah. And he has this notion, and I mean, one one of the criticisms that he can sometimes get leveled at him, which is, you know, if you want to criticize this, potentially a reasonable reading of his activism is that he's very into black identity politics, right? Like he wants, um, he even had this thing he sent out on Instagram a couple, like a couple weeks ago or something that was like black owned banks, right? And stuff like that. So for him, it's not about like restructuring current institutions to ensure that black Americans are better represented, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He thinks in terms of, or at least he speaks in terms of very often, our community versus other communities. You're not versus, right. but you know what I'm saying. Our community yeah. in contrast to other communities. Like how how long does our community get to hold on to a dollar once we yeah. acquire it? Um, things like that. Yeah. And so um, <clears throat> sometimes he's you know criticized for that, uh, rightly or wrongly. But in that in that speech that he gave, right, he talks about. Um, uh, or maybe it's in other work. I don't remember him dr- addressing this directly, but when he t- he talks about like how the the percentage of the population of Atlanta that are black and how that makes Atlanta different and sort of special in a type of way to him, where sure. you know you've had a run of, to my understanding, a run of black mayors. You have full neighborhoods where you have lots of thriving black-owned businesses. Uh, things like yeah. that, and he is someone who is quite literally, in a financial financial sense, and also personally invested in continuing that. 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> like, well, yeah. I mean, wa- watching Trigger Warning, like, you know, growing up in a, a small, mostly white, you know, yeah. community, like, yeah. you learn about segregation and you think, oh, this is a entirely just terrible thing because sure. you, you see on, on TV, like, the uh, we only serve white signs and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, right. But they never tell you that the black community had their own uh, right. economy. Sure. Like a thriving economy sure. where black owned businesses, uh-huh. uh, where black people went to buy their things. Sure. And, 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 you know, there's a whole black Wall Street. Right, right, right. Um, which was <laughs> completely obliterated yeah. uh, by white people. Yeah. In, uh, you know, and they, they recreated that in the Watchmen show, sure. which is in Tulsa, which we saw. But like, yeah. you know, like I need Killer Mike to teach me that like, segregation black the black economy was better off Uh because when whenever that went away Mm. the white you know the 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 white economy uh soared right right well and it's one of those things where you have uh at least in some instances uh it seems that what you have is essentially like de facto segregation so it's like it's not sort of a law that a black person can't run a financial institution but it's just like after generations of wealth accrual in white communities Mm -hmm. and with the lack of those generations of wealth accrual because of explicit government policies in you know black communities where they just haven't been able legally to be able to accrue wealth over generations um even if it's not the law that a a black person, a black American can't own a thriving financial institution or something like that, it's just less likely. It's just, in fact, not going to be the case because of the remnants of structural racism and current structural racism. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so he he talked about that, and he talked about... This is one thing where um, Mike, Killer Mike, seems to be a bit of a... Again, not contradiction, but he's just complex. When he spoke about the protests in Atlanta, right, other folks felt like what he was saying was too, not pro-police, but was too, like, trying to calm everybody down, get everybody back to the status quo or whatever, because his suggestions were, don't burn your own house down, right? I mean, he he doesn't, he wants the sort of, yeah. Yeah, he's saying, like, no, this is your house, too. Yeah. Don't go out and destroy what, Atlanta. What we need to do yeah. is strategize, plot, yeah. plan, organize, mobilize, yeah. something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's granted he's standing up there wearing a t-shirt that says kill your masters, but at the same time, yeah. you know, he got, he got some heat from some people for saying like, look, what are you, you're telling them to just go home? Just don't worry about this? Like, you know, yeah. uh, because basically what he says is go out and vote right vote prosecutors yeah. out vote mayors out etc cetera, etc cetera. um and i think i think there were a lot of people who like read that as kind of a not sure. not conservative streak but some sort of more status quo streak than they would have expected yeah. i guess from from him mm-hmm. um yeah but also once again he has this confluence of of influences so like he has family members and he mentions this in that speech he has family members who are police officers um, yeah. He has family members who are police officers, and then at the same time, he has been uh, a drug dealer. You know, when he was younger, um, yeah, stuff like that. So he's just he has a lot of complex influences that makes for this very interesting perspective. Um, yeah. 
that really can't be tied down, I think. So Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, again, I, I, I keep saying it, but like everyone is, everyone and their thoughts and opinions are so much more complex than they allow. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you allow one thing in uh, or one thing that you thought you believed to crumble, then the rest is going to kind of fall out from under, mm-hmm. it, under mm-hmm. it. But in reality, it's just like, oh, no, like. All of the things that make up your beliefs are that wall, yeah. are that structure. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Whatever that, whatever that is. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, one of the things I did to prep for this was I watched. I only watched about an hour of it, but I watched him on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. Who, oh. honestly, I really, for the most part, can't stand Joe Rogan. I don't um, like Joe Rogan. Yeah, he yeah. seems like uh, my read on this is a tangent, but my read on Joe Rogan, the more I think about it, is like if we lived in a culture that wasn't so like either you love something or you hate it. I think my read on Joe Rogan would be like, if he was in my life in a personal way, he would be like a guy I know, but we don't really have anything in common and don't get along that well. Like it wouldn't be like, I, I hate him. Like he's an enemy, but it would just be like, I have no, I've really, I have no interest in that. And you know, and there's, that's how things are. now. I was like, especially people on a platform can be so detrimental to, (laughs) yeah, to, people yeah. you know yeah. and i got i, I mean um, i i have problems with who he has on more than anything like who he has sure. as guests um oh i've seen some clips in just the last couple months that yeah. like have made me sick to my stomach sure you know yeah. just of some, him some or, of stuff. or his guests uh saying. mostly his guests, mostly his guests. I, I, fe- I feel like he tries to he, pl- he plays the political card of you <sighs> yeah. know uh-huh. um but it's still like he he like likes to dance on that line sure. on that fence of, yeah and that's and that's part of the thing is like um is like, well, it doesn't matter. We're not talking about Joe. We should do a Joe Rogan episode. That'd be interesting. But um, nah, <laughs> pass, <laughs> pass. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I watched Killer Mike on there because I was like, that's going to be an interesting context to watch him. Yeah, you know. Um, and so I watched that, and it is interesting. I mean, one of the things, one of the things that makes sense for him being on there is number one, he is really into smoking good weed. Um, he yeah. likes that a whole lot. He talks about it all the time. I'm, I follow him on Instagram and the dude will post, uh, uh, he'll post at four twenty in the morning. Like he gets yeah. up and smokes at four twenty in the morning <laughs> Yeah, and he'll, he'll post happy four twenty, and I'll get up and be like, damn like every dude. Day. Like, yeah, he hits it regularly. And I'm like, shit, that is, yeah. that's some dedication. Um, but I also learned that most, <laughs> uh, most pot farmers are white mm. or not black mm-hmm. from trigger warning right. because he couldn't smoke. Right. He couldn't smoke, couldn't smoke during those three days of, couldn't get, uh, yeah. we buy black. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and uh, and especially that's you know I mean look at look at the new growth of the quote unquote like marijuana industry you know at, yeah. now that it's becoming legalized who owns most of those things you know what I mean oh all those cats in Colorado yeah I hear the, I hear your uh, you hear a siren yeah yeah I hear okay. that okay sorry everybody that's what you get when we don't edit an episode um, yep you're you're keeping it oh, there's another one I live like close to a fire station. So that's probably what that is. Man, when I lived in the old Louisville, the the amount of times a fire truck drove by yeah. while a UPS plane was flying oh, over God. at like what felt like 50 feet in the air was mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Yeah. And when I first moved away from that, it was uncomfortable because yeah. I was oh, really? there for so long yeah. that like I was c- the the constant sounds were like a, a, a almost like a white noise. You used like that background a, noise, yeah. 
Yeah. And now I ha- I can't sleep without a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. I can't either. Um, all right. So, so one of the reasons I watched him on Joe Rogan was because I thought that would make sense. He he's into, or I thought it'd be an interesting context. He's into weed, which makes sense. He's also into uh, guns, which makes sense. Um, he, yeah. He's he had a thing where he talked about like how he feels like every household should have five guns. He's like, sure. you need you know your little handheld that you and your partner just carry around, so that's two. You need a um, you need a shotgun for just either what was he said he had a good line like he had this like ready to go um he was Uh like for varmints or burglars whatever like just this good general (laughs) whatever and then he said something like you need a not an assault rifle but a uh i don't know shit about guns but anyway uh he he named a couple other he named one other type and then his final gun was one where he said you know uh, and the the last one might have been an assault rifle where he said you go out to the range um either in case of tyranny or you can just go out to the range on a sh- on a Saturday with your boys and show whose dick's bigger. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so he's just, he's an interesting and complex person and he's a very thoughtful person. So like even on things where I listen to him and I disagree with him. So like full, yeah. full disclosure, that school episode that we watched, I watched that yeah. and I came away with like a grand thesis of why I think he is wrong on a lot of it you know what i mean sure yeah Um, because it's a very like micro sort of trade school focused blah 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 Mm -hmm. um yeah which is fine but anyway um i have a bunch of reasons i don't think that's that's complex enough to address reality and um and so anyway but even in those cases he's one of those people who even when i disagree with him it's a pleasure to disagree with him do you know what i mean right uh he has reasons yeah he's thoughtful you can tell he wants the best for everyone and everything um and but at the same time in that episode do you ever fully buy that he's meaning exactly what he's saying that's part of the genius of that show he's just he's just he's just making a a hard stance and a hard point to make to make you think about exactly what we're teaching kids what what's realistic like you know yeah and he has yeah because i mean i mean his 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 tongue is so much in his cheek in that episode i mean the the solution he has is (laughs) <laughs> is is to mix mix trade school mix, learning with porn, right? Yeah, like it's so funny, it's so good. That's so, so it's funny. like you learn how to how to like repair a lamp, but people are having sex yeah. on the table while you're repairing yeah. the lamp, so that you'll pay attention, yeah. so that you'll learn, so you'll pay attention. <laughs> and and you know he brought people in to see it, but then like afterward, like yeah. they did retain a lot. They more retained a lot. Yeah, and I also liked how uh, another thing that was very interesting about that episode in particular is he has a couple different lessons, and I forget one of them's like changing out an electrical outlet or something. Um, and I don't even remember what the other one is, but uh, oh, it's a doorknob or something like that. And uh, the first one is like I think it's two women having sex, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And the reaction from the focus group during that one was so different than the reaction because the yeah. second one was two men having sex. Um, yeah. And first of all, I appreciated that from Killer yeah. Mike, where it's like, cool, you're not because you're not giving this yeah. like shitty view of what pornography is. Like, <laughs> it's all types of people. Yeah. It's all sorts of whatever. Um, but the reactions from the focus group were totally different on yeah. the second yeah, one. Yeah, but and, you know he's putting a camera on how people feel about yeah, yeah. Uh, homosexuality yeah. in any way. You know what I mean? I know, and that's intentional. It is intentional, like, that's not, and it's not even the focus of that episode. But it's just like a little yeah. extra no. that you get. In there. <laughs> so. But you have this guy who is like, he's like, he's yeah. like, no, a hundred percent, whatever. He, 
Yeah. Whatever, whatever you want to do is cool. Yeah, like yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> such an interesting dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about when he goes into the nursing home and per- performs for all the. Okay, old let's people. talk about that. Yeah, because because this is this is a a really interesting uh-huh. thing because he's he is so. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? He's he's um, charismatic or something. the The word I'm looking charismatic, yes, but he's also like I don't know if it's the words welcoming or mm-hmm. he is so mm-hmm. accommodating yeah. to these old white people yeah. that he comes in and he 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 performs the song without changing the words yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his his you know his lyrics are um, uh, what 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 these old white people would say would be like. Mm-hmm. Oh, these are colorful lyrics <laughs> or something, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know what one old old white dude leaves while he's performing, sure. but afterward he's like he's like, "Okay, let's let's talk to some uh old ladies about what they saw." And and yeah. you know, a lot of them were really like encouraging. Yeah. Um and they're like, "You know, we you know, we 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 think you did a really good job. Yeah. We really enjoyed yeah. that." You know, and they're probably not listening to the lyrics or whatever, sure. but you know, they're seeing they're seeing an artistic person yeah. perform. Yeah. But then they started talking about uh, street violence. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And these old ladies are saying, they're essentially saying, listen, I'm not racist. Um, and, and you're really nice. I really like you. But you can't say that um, most yeah. s- street violence is caused, right. isn't caused by black right. people. Jesus. And and he's like he's like you honestly believe that most street violence is she's like yeah well I mean it's just the way it is like most most violence is black people and he's like the entire population of the country the black population's thirteen yeah. percent how is that even possible yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know and, fun, and, it, and yeah, then go ahead but then for me it's like oh I just learned that the population of black people in America <laughs> is only thirteen yeah, percent like sure. like. Yeah. God, I'm such an idiot. You know what I mean? Like you just feel so stupid. Um, yeah. But in reality, it's just like you're never taught that stuff. No, of course, yeah. Like yeah. I, I was never taught yeah. that as a white person growing up in a majority white community. Those yes. issues are avoided, right? They're just not yeah. talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they are, I mean, just to be blatant, it's usually in a very racist way with very, yeah. uh, you know, not good intentions. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so. it, it's an I'm not I'm not racist, but right. I like black, black people just fine, but... Yeah, of course, <laughs> it's always the, well, but, you know, and like you were saying, those little old ladies, we like you just fine, right? But yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of those things. Um, fun fun fact, I was, I was reading just the other day how uh, very often you'll hear thrown around this statistic of like uh, black folks, you know, make up X percent of the population, 13 or whatever it is, and then, but they make up 50%. 50% of, you know, crime rates or something like that. Um, yeah. There two facts I found out about that. I'm sure there's more. It's even more complicated than this. Um, but number one is that black folks are uh, arrested at seven times, or excuse me, wrongly arrested at seven times the rate of white people. <laughs> and, and those wrongful arrests uh, continue so, to count in the quote-unquote crime right, statistics. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> the sti- okay, what, seven times more... Uh, wrong yeah. arrests. Uh-huh. What's the ratio of that to a hundred percent to thirteen percent? Like, right. oh, so right. you're saying it's actually closer to yeah. just people? Yes. Did you cause crime? Did you know that only thirteen percent <laughs> of the U.S. Uh, is Black Americans, but 
the police institution is so racist that they uh, arrest them at rates that make it look like they're 50% of the crime. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, anyway, Killer Mike, very interesting yeah. guy. He, he is very interesting. And I, I, I was uh, a little surprised that he didn't really get into um, kind of uh, police stuff, yeah. right, mm-hmm. in that show. Yeah. Um, but then after I saw that show, RTJ4 comes out. Mm, yeah. And the, like, Jesus Christ, the first song yeah. on that record, yeah. like, at first, like, whenever you're just listening to mm-hmm. it and it's just a bop, it's like, I don't know if I can say, can you can't say, can, is is bop? that uncool to say that a rap song's a bop? Uh, man, it just seems cooler you're asking than questions that. to another yeah, old I'm millennial sorry. about things that yeah. Gen Zers are into. But when that first beat comes in on that, on Yankee and the Brave, yeah, yeah, and on the mm. fourth record, it's just like I just get goosebumps and my body just starts moving in a way that like oh that's where how it's supposed to move this is you know this this is why we're here yep Yep. (laughs) um but i wanted to you know so he doesn't talk about much much about police in there and then you talk you know you talk about the speech he did in atlanta and he's like you know he's he's essentially saying i've got family that are police like like it's we're not saying like every police officer is you know uh an evil person blah 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 but then you read the lyrics to this song, yeah. and it's essentially a white guy and a black guy who are best friends yeah. are in a tight situation, right, yeah. with the cops, mm-hmm. and the white guy's not going to let the black guy just shoot himself to get out of this situation because... Yeah. He's got a hundred cops outside, mm-hmm. and those cops are going to come in, and they're going to kill him. So his 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 options are, I can shoot at him or put one between my mm-hmm. eyes. Um, and let me let me find the lyrics because like, sure. you know, the, the first the first few times I listened to the song, I'm like, oh, this is just so dope. And then I start listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, yeah, this is so incredibly incredibly heavy. Yeah. Um, but um. So he says, I got one round left, a hundred cops outside. Mm. I could shoot at them or put one between my eyes. Chose the latter. It don't matter. It ain't suicide. Mm. And if the news say it was, that's a goddamn yeah. lie. I can't let I can't let the pigs kill me. I got I got too much pride and I meant it when I said I'd uh, said it uh never take me alive. Yeah. And then the next the next verse is LP saying, you know, um, Michael, uh, run like you're hungry and get your ass in the ride. I'd rather have and not need you than watch your rotten demise. Um, and and still, you owe me for the Nikes. You don't get you don't get to just die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's like, and and that's mm. fun. You know, that's that's a that's a funny thing to yeah, say. And the and these two guys, like, you know, they're you know he he introduced LP on 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 that show as like. Uh, this is LP. He's an ally. Yeah, you know, right. like, yeah. It, yeah. but it's like it just feels, it feels like a powerful thing. Absolutely. And then you read these lyrics, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, LP. You know, he's 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 a rapper producer. He's yeah. he's into all the same things. Sure. But these two guys in this world, in this country specifically, yep. have completely different experiences. Yes. You don't hear LP saying like. My only option is to shoot at them or shoot myself, right. because yeah. that's not his only option. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, um, it's very true. Uh, yeah, then that reminds me of I forget which song it is, but it's on RTJ Four, um, where they have it might be Walking Through the Snow or uh, what's it uh, Walking Through the Snow. Uh, I forget what the song's called, but that one. Um, 
And uh, <laughs> at the end of it, there's a there's a clip of a woman saying, "I love her on the jewels," blah blah blah. And she goes, first of all, one of them is white and one of them is black. So if you don't like them, you're automatically racist." <laughs> and then somebody goes, "Oh, oh." <laughs> it's yeah. just so it's so tongue-in-cheek about serious stuff and yeah. it, it, like i mean the show and a lot of his music will maintain both at the same time which i think is just masterful like it's yeah. just two different things one other thing i wanted to throw out um before we just wrap up uh, i don't have too much more to say about killer mike but uh sure. he is very open about and very like loud about his enjoyment of going to strip clubs um, oh yeah, and mm-hmm. sometimes with his wife, and sometimes sure. not with his wife. But he has a favorite one, and he goes there all the time. And I forget Black owned yeah, uh, Atlanta strip. And I forget club. the name yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, something blue, something. Yeah, or, sounds right. And the blue. Something, and then he's yeah. got a he's got a line on the new record about how he supports sex sex workers unionizing for their services or something like that. Um, yeah. So he's just this person who like is just unapologetic but at the same time his his and and in in ways that would like in the instance of the nursing home you know make those old white people uncomfortable but like yeah at the same time he's able to be unapologetic and coarse and just very raw and real but at the same time you can tell that he really wants the best for everything he's a very good person who like has a good head on his shoulders and has a good Mm -hmm. set of morals and values you know yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I like him a lot. His, his rating's going to be high. Yeah. Shocker. So, yeah. Um, uh, one, one of the other lyrics that always sticks out to mm-hmm. me because anytime you see killer Mike, he's probably wearing a kill your master yeah. shirt. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a line in, first of all, the song just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, you know, Pharrell singing the pre-chorus, yeah. um, you know, master of these politics, mm-hmm. usually, you, you know, mm-hmm. That song's so song's great, so and good. and first of all, it's so dope for somebody with Pharrell's stature, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to to contribute to a song like this because yeah. it's the 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 hook of this song is "Look at all these slave masters posing on your yeah. dollar," and then it just says it over and over again. Uh, it's a, it's a super cool song, but the lyric is, um, "And I told you once before that." you should kill your master. Now that's the line that's probably going to get my ass assassinated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like maybe, you know, like that's the world we live uh-huh. in. Like, yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's insanity that that's the world we live in. Sure. Like, yeah, that's the, that's what people are and what people do. Sure. Um, yeah. And and it's it's one of those things where I I don't see any sort of violent end coming for Killer Mike uh, because sure. he is and not because he's not radical in his politics or not because he waffles on what he believes. I mean, he doesn't in any way. Yeah. But it is one of those things where um, I, I think he is speaking things that many 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 people are excited to hear someone with his platform say. You know what I yes. mean? Um, but that's also dangerous. It, it is also dangerous, but I think that complexity that he has... Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who knows, ultimately, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, MLK has had complexity. Like, these are not, you yeah. know? It's yeah. not as if... Yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, I, I was but I'm, speaking I'm saying nonsense. I'm, 
I'm saying all that to say yeah. like obviously like a world without violence is 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 ideal. Yeah. Um but you know the reality is is like we haven't really experienced war, right? Mm-hmm. Um other than hearing about you know uh American soldiers going yeah. you know mm-hmm. overseas to Iraq. Yeah, yeah. We don't see that. No. Like, we don't see it. And we're at a point right we're now where... we're not allowed to see it, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, although we've experienced a war in our lifetime, mm-hmm. we haven't at all. Yeah, yeah. Right? Of course, like, no. Um, we're not made to feel it in any particular way. Yeah. I mean, George W. Bush and, said, and, go shopping. Like, that was his... Yeah. That's how you help the war. We're, we're, we're at a point where, like, are the people in... in People in general, I think, just because of how uh, how fast information spreads and how much we know of everything and what everyone else is thinking, yeah. um, has sped things up to a point where yeah. pe- people are so differ in their thoughts and beliefs on such fundamental things that, of course, violence is in our future mm-hmm. in some way. Right. There, there's, there's no like shaking hands on these crazy, yeah. crazily opposing yeah. like. Well, I think, I think everyone should have the same rights, and someone, <laughs> and, and then someone uh, debating yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, of course. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's insanity. Well, and it's that right? same, it's that same insidious, fucking nasty. All right. Well, so I'm, I'm starting <laughs> to talk as if this is just you and I speaking off a podcast. Yeah. So I'll be yeah. careful. But like, sure. Um, I'll, I'll just be careful. The vulgarity is not with the actual position. But it's the same thing as the I'm not racist, but right. Because yeah. those folks who hold those disgusting views still want to say that they believe in something like rights, like human rights, or like they believe <laughs> yeah. in liberty or freedom. <laughs> like, yeah. what's, you know, um, if you can't get, if you don't have health care, if you lose your job, do you have freedom? Like, that's a hard question. Right. Um, so, yeah. you know, and, you know, we're, we're, I, I, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine at work mm-hmm. uh, a couple days ago about, you know, healthcare yeah. and like the thought that like there are something like a few thousand people on the planet that aren't just one tragedy away yeah. of financial oh, ruin. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Complete finance. Like he has a friend who got cancer at eighteen, uh-huh. didn't have any support or anything like yep. that, and he's probably close to 30 now and he's he's still just like for the rest of he he can't he can't oh. and probably won't be able to buy a house yeah, never. you know mm-hmm. like um just because he 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 got uh you know dealt uh yeah. the card of not cancer, his fault so like, at all yeah right. just happened to him yep you know yeah totally you can't you can't you can't talk killer mike without getting a little no you have there. to and that's that's yeah. part of the that's part of the genius of of his work and that's part of the genius of his activism is in order to talk his music is so good <laughs> even if it wasn't political that it's so it good. draws you into whatever he's talking about i'm on board for yeah. and the things that he's saying are just so punch yeah. you in the throat important that like <sighs> like killer God. mike killer mike and lp mm-hmm. made a song yeah. with the hook that says uh uh with a uh Sorry, I'm looking for the names. 
uh, with with a hook that says, "Look at all these slave masters posing on mm-hmm. your dollar," and they got Pharrell Williams mm-hmm. to sing the or th- to rap the pre-chorus, yep. and then they brought in Zach De La Rocha. Yes, dude. Rocha, Rocha. Uh, yeah, Zach De La. Yeah, uh, who the I'd the leads the the. The lead singer of, of Rage. Rage Against the yeah. Machine to do the 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 last oh, the it. last verse. Yeah, he's been, he was on one of their and, other records as well. He's done some other stuff with them. Um, but yeah. like, I love it. I don't I don't see how you can't just listen to listen to these these albums yeah. and you know first of all just just uh, aesthetically just really enjoy them. Yeah, right, it's like course. a lot of it. You know, turn put turn your lizard lizard brain yep. on and don't listen to the words yep. and it's just still good. It's just so just, good, yeah. but then when you mix that with 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 these people with, yeah, just like pounding these really exciting and powerful ideas, like it's just. But in a way that's not. I mean, it's an experience. The thing about them having those lines that are funny, or in Trigger Warning having that stuff that's just tongue in cheek and satirical. Like the thing about doing that is that it makes sure that the art doesn't come off as preachy. It's never that. You know what I mean? Like it's never it's never yeah. preachy in a dull way. It's preachy in the way that like you know one of those intense like a like a uh, an MLK sermon is <laughs> is preachy in the yeah. best way. You know what I mean? It just gets yeah. you fired up. It's that kind of preachy, but it doesn't feel you know draggy and like okay, I get it. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like fire you up kind of preachy. So yeah. Um, well, before we devolve into just uh, screaming about the current administration, do you want to go ahead and yeah. rate uh, Killer Mike? Uh, yeah, let's do Dope, it. Dope, let's do it. You want to go first? Or you want me to? Uh, I'll go first. All right, do it. Um, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an unusual rating. Okay. I'm gonna give his. I'm gonna make his rating uh, an album title. Okay. Instead of as uh, something out gotcha. of something. Okay. Killer Mike to me uh-huh. is RTJ <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. I like that. I mean, and again, it's a thing where like yeah. are there going to be things that I disagree with Killer yes. Mike on? Yes. yes. But his yeah. <laughs> his importance and his platform and the things that he's 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 rallying and fighting yeah. fighting yeah. for are a 10, yeah. right? It's yeah. like we need people man we need this man so in real time right now you just changed my rating so i was (laughs) i was planning to give him a nine out of ten um because i disagree with some of his thoughts on guns and i disagree with some of his thoughts on uh school and the function that it plays in society but the thing is that actually is not a detraction the fact that i disagree with him and that's part of the genius and the point and the best part about Killer Mike as a person yeah. and an activist is even your disagreement is not disqualifying. That's not a detraction. Right. We should disagree with each other respectfully and yeah. trying to make the best of things. And so yep. it's going to have to be a 10 out of 10 for Killer Mike. And right. It has, it has to, be. to be. And it's going to be, it's gonna be, to be 10 be. out of 10 slave masters posing on your dollar. Um, Dope. Because that was, the, that, was the, that was the most concise... Lyric, and I thought it's what you were gonna do, and I really dodged a bullet when you did. Yeah. So, I, I thought uh, about yeah. it. 
<laughs> I, I did. Think I appreciate about it. that. That was a great yeah. mercy. All right. Well, that's our episode on Killer Mike. Thanks for listening, everybody. Apologies that life got super busy and we didn't have an episode last week, and this one is unedited. But hopefully, you enjoy it anyway. Um, the next yeah. episode is going to be a season finale extravaganza. It's probably going to be real long. We'll see what it is. It's going to be yeah. a topic. It will. Yeah, be. it will be. I'm, I'm excited about it. It's going to be good. But after that, we'll be taking like some weeks off and and yeah. getting ready for season two but reach out to us let us yeah. know what you want us to talk about on season two coming up we read your emails we look at the instagram etc instagram is common creators podcast and the email is common creators podcast at gmail.com we're a dual production of the destination nation network here in louisville kentucky and rock candy recordings out of Asheville, north carolina go to destinationcomics.com and rockcandyrecordings.com to listen to a bunch of kick-ass podcasts because there's always more good podcasts, dude. You got to go digging. And I just told you two websites where you can dig and you'll find gold. So go listen to that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let me, let me think. Is there anything else I'm supposed to say at the end of these? It's been a minute. Um, you usually have a, a spiel about me agreeing on stuff. Or oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, Joe. Inter- I'm, go- I'm going inter- to <laughs> on this one especially. <laughs> you know what? I think we'll just... Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cold. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the that's the end of this one. Yeah. Uh also sorry about all my ums and not thinking of words. Will normally cuts the garbage out. See you for the finale, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. D N N. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.